We hope you are enjoying the old-time radio programs on the RadioThen.network podcast. You will find many biographies and audio clips from the past on our blog. www.radiothen.network Check it out and bookmark the blog which also indexes our podcasts. www.radiothen.network Of that big celebration tomorrow, we've been granted the first interview with this year's winner. And he's... uh... (laughs) right here with us. And your name is, uh... Fonstock P. Baudry of Moline, Illinois. <laughs> well, uh, congratulations, Fonstock. Say, uh, you must have, uh, been the first man to have ever won the most beautiful face contest, aren't you? Yes, I believe I am. Uh, they've been, uh, relaxing the requirements this year. <laughs> Say, uh, the committee wanted me to remind you now of the, uh, of the obligations that you'll assume tomorrow when you're crowned. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, that you'll be traveling all next year, all over the country, uh, showing your beautiful face in supermarkets and in in fish stores and uh, shopping malls and so forth. I know. Will will I be chaperoned on that tour? Oh, I'm sure you will. Incidentally, uh, should you do anything to bring disgrace or cause public scorn to fall on the uh, committee, contest, and or its sponsors, then your title will pass to the first runner-up. I don't plan to do anything wrong. Well, I know, but they, uh, they couldn't take that chance. You know, uh, <laughs> looking at you there, you do have a nicely constructed face, you know? Yes, my neatly chiseled features do stand out. Classic Grecian, I'd say. I'm told they're Roman. Oh, really? I, I know your eyes are well set apart. Say, uh, how do they judge this contest? Is it the whole body or... No. Just the head or what? No, 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 just the face. Oh. Right here from where the hair starts down to the point of the chin. <laughs> it's right in there. The face is all they don't, the They don't care anything about the head. Uh-huh. They're even thinking of letting bald-headed guys in next year. Is that right? <laughs> well, how did you, uh, how'd you come by all this beauty? Well, both my parents were pretty. Uh-huh. You have any pretty brothers and sisters at home? No, I'm a beautiful only child. <laughs> Are you the least bit, uh, well, self-conscious, you know? I mean, uh... Embarrassed to be so beautiful? Yeah, do you get no. embarrassed? No, I'm used to it by now. Do women stop and stare at your beautiful face on the street? Yeah, sometimes, but I'm used to that, too. Yeah. Well, now, look, uh, as the possessor of a beautiful face, do you take any special precautions? I mean, like when you shave, for instance. No, I use a fresh blade every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, now, how about the cold weather? You must have some bitter days back there in Moline. Well, we do. It's cold back there now. What do you do, put a muffler around your features to protect them from the cold, or what? No, I just walk with my back to the wind most of the time. <laughs> well, you know, Fine Stock, this year, like all happy times, is going to race by for I know. you. And uh, I know it's been hectic for you these past few days, but... Have you given any thought to the future? Is it uh, Hollywood, the movies, the TV? Would you like to be one of Charlie's Angels? Well, <laughs> I've thought about this life of glamour, tinsel and glitter and all that stuff, but I've decided against it. I, I'm going back to Moline, back to the post office. I don't want to be just one more beautiful face. Wow. <laughs> it's such a joy to talk to somebody who has their feet so well planted on the ground. I want to wish you all luck in the future, Fine Stock, and it's been a pleasure talking to a gentleman like you. Thank you very much. You really have a beautiful face. True as I
Good to see you fellows again. Good to see you. You never hang around long in California. I was kidding you about that before the show. Are you, are you so easternized now that you find California a little mellow or laid back, as they say? No, we like it. Uh, we, we come out to do this, particularly, yeah. and uh, when the job's done, we go home. Yeah, that's it. I didn't realize until tonight that uh, as long as we've known each other, you both have a decent amount of children, don't you? Mm -hmm. I have six. six. I have five. Yeah. Are any of them uh, shown any inclination to uh, be funny, amusing, etc.? Well, my youngest son would like to be an actor, Chris. Yeah. He's trying that, but he's he's the only one of mine. Uh -huh. Well, I don't know. I, uh... I, I, my kids never exhibited any interest, I don't think. I start the interview, I, I feel I'm doing one of your interviews <laughs> all of a sudden. No, not really. I have it. I understand you uh, brought another guest uh, tonight. The, uh, I did. Did you, did you bring it? Wally Ballou. Did. Wally Ballou is here tonight? Right. I brought a gentleman who impressed me very much about a week ago in Henderson, Vermont, uh, Johnny. Uh -huh. He is Mr. Nelson Malaman, and uh, he has rather a coincidental story to tell for this Friday the 13th. Mr. Malibu, just what is it you do? Well, I have uh, a four-leaf clover farm back there. In, uh, <laughs> in, uh, Wally, I, uh, a few years back, I developed this uh, hybrid four-leaf clover. And uh, I sell them down here to a novelty maker. And you found a market for them, did oh, you? Oh, yeah. Novelty maker in New York takes them. He puts them in plastic cases, you know, for keychains and watch fobs. I think I've seen those. You have one that in case somebody yeah, hasn't seen. Yeah, I have one. Yeah, eh? Oh, yeah. It That's in a plastic case, and then you have a calendar on the back. My insurance man used to give me one of those every year. Yeah. Has a little ad on it. That's okay, right. now, how does this story all begin? You, you, you grew a crop of four-leaf clover. Yeah, well, now, my uh, uh, partner, Neil, he was on his way over to Bellows Falls with a truckload of... Uh, uh, Four-leaf clover. Go to sell them in Bellows Falls? No, no, or? he put them on a train, sent them to New York. That's ah. where the novelty maker gets them. Right. Well, Neil had some trouble with the brakes. They grabbed, he went off a cliff, the oh. truck. Oh, boy. And we lost the whole first crop of those oh, four-leaf clover. <laughs> How about Neil? Was Neil he... got out all right, thank goodness. Oh. <laughs> he was lucky anyway. Yeah, you he were. Was. Huh? Yeah. So you went back and started a second crop, I guess. The second crop, I couldn't supervise as actively as I'd like to. I got laid up. I hit my head on a horseshoe <laughs> that I had hanging just inside the door of my greenhouse. Yeah, I could still uh, see the bump there. <laughs> no, I was born with that one. Oh, right. <laughs> so, uh... I couldn't get that crop going, and then, of course, the uh, the dusting plane crashed. You have to dust them. What do they get, aphids or something? No, no, you have this clover mite. has this right. uh, voracious appetite, and they go right at your clovers, and there's nothing more worthless on the market than a four-leaf clover with one or two leaves. Oh, that's absolutely... <laughs> Wouldn't have anything to do with that. Oh, not a thing. So now we're up to the time when I visited you and uh, the third catastrophe that's overtaken you this year. Now I can see why you have me out here on Friday the 13th. Uh, you see, it happened all last June was the Friday the 13th. And uh, I all set for my third crop. To right. Be, I grew it in the greenhouse. Right. Follow next door, a neighbor of mine. Uh, he raises hairs for rabbit's feet. Oh. And uh, he had a truck full of rabbit's feet, and he was going over here to Bellows Falls. Was to... he selling at Bellows Falls or what? No, he puts them on the train. Probably <laughs> <laughs> maker in New York. Same guy, maybe, huh? I don't know. I figure it must be the same right. guy. Well, anyway, he swerved to avoid hitting a black cat. And uh, 
He went into a telephone pole, poked him down through the well, greenhouse, right, the green ruined house. the whole third crop. That's when I got the story uh, yeah. firsthand, and it certainly is a, a sad one. You've had a disastrous year, but I think by telling your story here, maybe you feel a little bit better. Well, every cloud has a silver lining, Wally, as you know. While I've been out here in California, I met this chap from Santa Barbara, who's oh. a glassblower, and he makes these beautiful crystal Hey. Uh, four-leaf clovers that we thought we could sell, have a little better luck with them, so maybe. So it might pull everything out of the yeah. fire. Is, uh, could we see one? Well, he, he's bashful. Now, he uh, didn't want to come out. He's afraid to go on the television. He is here, though, huh? Yeah, he's back there. Uh, Bring him out. Well, maybe I'll go try to get one. Okay, All right, go. sure. We can get some. be interesting to see those. I think it proves, uh, Johnny, that behind uh, the darkest cloud, there's always a silver lining. Here was the story of a... He heard me talking, he started to run out. Okay. <laughs> he is fast. Maybe you better go into another line of work like show business. And if you do, break a leg. Huh? <laughs>